Married with Children, the podcast. Hosted by Dustin and Callie. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, at Married underscore show. Facebook, Married with Children show. On Instagram, Married with Children show. Or reach out to us in an email, marriedwithchildrenshow at gmail.com. We're always looking for guests and sponsors. If you have a name of a guest that would be an interesting interview on the Married with Children show, please send that information to us through social media or straight to our email address, Also, if you have a small business that you'd be interested in being a sponsor on the show, please reach out to us through an email so that we can work out a way that best suits you and our listeners. Also, if you like the podcast, be willing to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Welcome back to Married with Children. Uh, Start off here with some technical difficulties, but I think we are good now and going to roll here. So uh, sorry to anybody that on the Facebook live feed that jumped on the first one and then uh, had to uh, come back to us. But uh, we're going to talk some soccer today, something a little bit different. Um, but before we get into it, um, I do want to I want to introduce the room, and then I got a couple things off the soccer topic I want to bring up. But obviously, as always, I have my beautiful wife, Callie, in the studio with me. How are you, Callie? Doing good. Uh, Feeding Alex right now. So anybody watching or when you're listening, (laughs) if you hear like a burp or, you know, me patting, it's... It It it, could be me or or Alex. Yeah, (laughs) either, either or. And uh, and then Taylor Shaw with us here today, big soccer fan, and reached out and said, hey, let's talk a little World Cup. And I said, hey, I know nothing about it, so let's do it. So welcome to the studio, Taylor. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. So before we get into that, i got two topics I want to talk about. And first of all, I'm going to do a movie review because uh, Callie and I Friday got to go to the movies and we went and saw... Like the first time in... A long time. <laughs> I mean, a long time, yeah. <laughs> and crazy enough, I signed... I guess, the, I guess first time in a long time that if it's not a... Um, Children's animated, movie. yeah, yes, yeah. So we didn't take Alan too, but married with children, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And crazy enough, I signed up for this whole movie pass thing now. And um, oh, I heard about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna see. I I don't know if it'll, but nine ninety five a month, and you can go to as many. You go to one movie a day. I was shocked. That's that what doing that. It, I wish I I wish they had that when I was back in my twenties, and I'd have seen every movie right. that was ever in the theaters, yeah. right. but. Uh, so yeah, so I'm gonna give that a shot and see if I can see some more. But we went and saw Ocean's Eight, um, nice. and I'll be honest, um, I took a nap through part of it. <laughs> he really did. I may have had to bump him a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, she was she was kind of worried that I was gonna start snoring. It it was okay. Um, I think I went in with way too much expectation. I I'd give it like a two and a half out of five. I mean, it just. I don't know. It, it. I love the Ocean's Eleven. And, yeah, those are great movies. And even going back, I love the original with Sinatra and the Rat Pack and, and Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin and those guys. And this one just, it was okay, but it played too much on everything that we've seen before. So, yeah, that's what I said. Is that and that was my fear is that it was like the girl version of Ocean's Eleven. And I mean, it was. I think there was. There were too many parallels. I, I mean, I, I don't know, just like similar type characters, um, you know, that kind of thing. So they I almost know. tried to like carbon copy it. Yeah, they I did. mean, it, it was kind of like a remake. You know how like a lot of times whenever they do like the sequel and it's not as good as the first. I mean, it was kind of right. like that. That it was like, oh, okay. I mean, it was okay, but but my big argument with it too was. The greatest thing about, like, you go back to the original Ocean's Eleven where they're going to rob the casino. They really broke down technically how they were going to do it. And that was always the cool part of, like, this is how we're going to pull it off. I felt like this one was a lot more about, like, the relationships of the ladies involved. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, poof, they they pulled off this great heist. And I'm like, how in the heck did you do it? I mean, I don't know. And and maybe, and honestly, maybe I missed it in the middle when I took a nap. (laughs) That uh, may be true. Yeah, that's that's probably a good point. But uh, it was was not my favorite. So, uh, you know, I I wanted to throw that out there. And then, uh, you know, everybody... Most people know that I do another podcast called Throttled Up that that uh, focuses on dirt track racing, and I just want to throw out, you know, my my condolences to the uh, the Johnson family. Um, Jason Johnson, uh, Jason Johnson, forty one years old, World of Outlaw sprint car driver, uh, had an accident last night at uh, Beaver Dam Raceway in Wisconsin, was killed. Um, you know, Jason was one of those guys that. Uh, 
that just epitomied competition and excitement and was you know he 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 ran on his his front of his car he was the raging cajun um exciting guy so you know condolences to the johnson family it's it's tough after just a few years ago losing brian clausen and then seeing uh, uh jason uh pass on um i saw a great tweet today though and i i wish i could give credit to it but uh somebody said can you imagine the uh the wing sprint car race is going on in heaven right now with Brian Clawson and Jason Johnson up there together. And, and, you know, that's a pretty special deal, but listen to throttled up this week. We're going to, we're going to talk a little bit more about Jason, but I just wanted to throw that out here too, because pretty tough, tough morning to hear that he didn't make it through that crash, but we do have Taylor Shaw here with us today. And, and Taylor and I have a, a little bit of a background too. Um, Taylor, you were a senior in 2009 or fall of 2009 when I came to Jennings County. Uh, and I was, uh, coaching football and you played, you played football obviously and played defense for me. Um, and, um, you know, that's kind of where our, our friendship, our relationship kind of started. And then Absolutely. you came back and coached for me for a while mm-hmm. while I was coaching and we've just, you know, your group has a special place in my heart, and you guys have always kind of been around and uh, and and kept up with me. And I appreciate you wanting to come here to the podcast. Absolutely. Um, funny story. Uh, I was actually thinking about this when um, today, when I was about to drive here, the first time. So you and Bunin got hired together. Yep. And I was a senior, and <clears throat> the first time you guys actually met me, like here you are these are the two new hires for the football team you guys walk into the gym it was a basketball game you walk into the gym with probably um uh ad Whoa, oh gosh mike broughton broughton yes broughton thank you you walk in and they say hey um here's your here's your new football coach uh, taylor shaw he, he's a defensive starter you know introducing you guys and here i am wearing uh jennings county high school cheerleading i was a cheerleader you, you met your starting safety corner <laughs> on his cheerleading duties that was great I, i'll never forget that like how odd that like is. what are they thinking right <laughs> <Yeah>. now <laughs> like i'm sure Bunin and roller at that time like what do we get ourselves into <laughs> our, our defensive starters are cheerleading <laughs> hey but you know what it, it worked out because uh you you proved to us that and that was a fun group to coach i mean you oh, guys man. especially especially on the defensive side i i kind of got all the old guys and and right. the seniors and you guys all play defense for me which i still laugh at buning because he put a 24 year old defensive coordinator with a bunch of seniors and <laughs> and and we had a lot of fun um and it and it like i said that group's always been pretty special to me so uh you know it's it's been fun but i do want to ask you this before we get into some soccer talk mm-hmm. because you played football in high school i know you played baseball as well yep. multi-sport guy but Football's getting beat up pretty hard right now with with the head injuries and the concerns. What are your thoughts? What What do you think? It, would you, if you could go back now and play again, would you still play? That is a loaded question. Honestly, uh, it's tough. It every day that you're on the football field. Now I think you think about this could be my last day on the football field. Mm-hmm. When I was playing, you don't we didn't think about that that narrative wasn't there the news wasn't covering like it covers it now so that wasn't that thought um i i I have to say i would um just because of the experience it gave me the the lessons i learned from football um go beyond just you know learning on the field stuff It, it it a lot of off field lessons were learned in my football journey um but yeah, I, I say I would. Um, I would play, and even with the knowledge I know now. And I think football, yes, it's taking a hit. Um, it's going to survive because I think our country is just smart enough technologically um, with helmets. Um, we can improve it. You can always improve it. And then we just got to get better, and I think this is a big part of it too, not with just equipment and safety issues. But we have to get better as um, you know, a football nation of educating our coaches. We, we have to do that um, because, I mean, I, I didn't have much experience. And, like, I was allowed to coach. And, you know, playing, I, I did teach the right way how to tackle. But some coaches are picked up off the street, and mm-hmm. especially youth coaches that don't know. 
Um, right. We have we have to crack down on that and be able to teach everyone who's teaching our kids how to play football. I think that is a big important step that we have to take. And I agree with you, and I and I, I really appreciate your answer. And, and I knew I was throwing a loaded question at you, and it's <laughs> it's one that I've been asked several times, even from my own mother, to say, you know, I've got a four year old right now, and it, yeah. she's asked me in the next few years, will you let him play? And I have to be honest that in five six years that may change as more studies come out and more information. Mm-hmm. But if you nailed me to the wall right now and said, is he going to play? I would say yes. Now. The beauty I have is that I've now stepped away from my coaching experience and it allows me the opportunity to be involved in coaching with him. Um, and not that I think I was the greatest coach ever. I don't believe that. Yeah, but I, I, have, <laughs> I, have, I have that knowledge. I've studied right. the correct ways to tackle. I've put that time in. So for me to be his youth coach, I would feel comfortable with that. Um, but it is, man. It it is it is tough. And and you know what what I've seen a great shift in our coaches and kudos to those high school coaches that are pushing that. When I played, you know, fifteen twenty years ago, it was it was all about toughness. It, it didn't matter if you tackled right, if you hurt. It was just if if you got a stinger, it was just you need to be tougher, man. You needed to play right. through things. Right, and right. and you know this whole idea of just how tough could you be that we finally moved away from that and we finally have started having conversations about proper ways to do things and, absolutely you know and doing things the right way and, and i agree with you though i like i said i would let alan play right now because it it is and, and you have to be involved in it to understand it there is no other sport like football and and i've said this before because it's true you can get beat by 50 in a basketball game and you wake up saturday morning you go play again mm-hmm you get your your rear end handed to you in a football game. You wake up Saturday morning. You don't walk right for two or three days. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> and and that's and that's what it is. And it's about a brotherhood. And it's about you know in basketball you can have a LeBron James that can take over and and do things. You can have you know a great pitcher in baseball and win a lot of games behind a great pitcher. In football, you you have to have eleven guys. I mean, yep. you, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You you got to play it together. So, I know I kind of got us off topic there a little bit, but I wanted to throw it out to you because you you are a former player of mine, yeah. and and I wanted to know kind of where you were at with that because it is a hot button issue right now. No, it's a big deal. Um, and I think where the game has gone, I think our kids, um, our our even high school age kids, they're. In any sport, I feel like they're more focused now on how to take care of their bodies and how to work out properly and what it takes to be at the best peak performance they can get to, which is awesome to see um, people taking care of their bodies and mm-hmm. taking pride in that. Um, so that's another thing that mm-hmm. I think will help is is I think the kids will care, too, of how to do the right things. Well, and I agree with you. I mean, it, the nutrition that's at the high school oh level now, gosh, it's yeah. unbelievable. It's I mean, insane. We, we did, I mean, when I was in high school, we didn't talk anything about nutrition. No, you, right. you just went to McDonald's and ate everything you could. And, they fed us pizza. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so the idea of figuring out what is, I mean, it's, it has really trickled down from, you know, pro athletes to the college and the, yeah. and the you know, the tables and, and nutritionists there to the high school level, and it's yeah. huge. It's great. So, all right, let's get into some soccer talk. Like Ooh. I said – I don't know much other than this year, for the first time, I did buy uh, the FIFA game, and I've been uh, playing a lot of FIFA. That's, yes. where, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's where it all started um, for me. It, it is <laughs> Honestly, I never thought I could get as interested in it as what I have playing FIFA because oh my gosh. it is uh, it's a lot of game. fun. I just actually played through the whole World Cup uh, with Brazil um, <laughs> and win? made it. I, no, I lost. <laughs> I actually lost on uh, penalty kicks in the championship. Yeah. And it was because I had never played penalty kicks on oh, FIFA yeah. before, and I didn't know how to make my goalie dive. Yeah, he was like, I don't know how to dive in this so, thing. <laughs> left and right analog. I finally figured it out, but yeah. it was too late. Uh, yeah, it was on like the fifth kick or something, yeah, and you finally figured it out. Germany beat me. So, uh, But before we get into this year's World Cup... You, what is it, first of all, let's talk about the U.S. is not there. I know you just said you had to wear your France jersey tonight because the U.S. Ooh. isn't there. <laughs> What's the problem with, with U.S. men's soccer? The The women have, have been extremely successful. Yep. What's wrong with U.S. men's soccer? Um, that's a tough question. That's another loaded question. I'm good at uh, those. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, and I don't even... 
there wasn't technically like this big overwhelming problem. It was, and this is just an example of kind of where I see it and what, where the issue really started, why we're not playing this year's world cup. Um, the world cup, you know, is the senior men's team tournament. Um, the Olympics is actually an under 23 tournament. Not mm-hmm. a lot of people actually know that. <clears throat> and if you look at um, our Olympics, we've actually missed um, the previous two. And the Olympics runs on a four-year cycle. So um, our senior team players... Are that group that missed the Olympics twice. Well, they started when they were playing, they were so good and they are still good. Um, they started playing at when they're like 20, 21, 19, that age range. And they've carried our team because they are talented players. They've carried us and our Federation got a little just content. Um, they were like, okay, this, this team's going to take us for a long time. They're going to be able to carry us right now. That younger, group though i feel got forgotten about and they haven't qualified for those previous two olympics now guess what players now they're the older ones guess what players should be pushing that older generation out right they're not good enough they're not interesting wow it's a it's literally you can do the math on it four plus four is eight so they've missed a 10-year generation, and now yeah. those 20-year-olds who are great, now they're, you know, 35, 30. They're, they can't do it anymore, right? right. They're getting older. And that well, cause gap... Because they're, they're playing against guys, I mean, from the other countries that are going to be, what, probably 25? I exactly. mean, so are, are going to be in their low to <laughs> mid-20s. Exactly. You know, or whatever. So, I mean, again, they're... I mean, just age-wise, I would think would kill time, them. Time just caught up with the Federation, and they didn't prepare for it. They didn't push that wow. younger generation to push those players out because they were so good. And we just kind of forgot about them. Now, that is a player standpoint. Um, the the bigger issues lie within the Federation. Like, we never had a, we never had a GM. Um, it, we had the coach and then the president of the U.S. Soccer Federation. And those two men just ran the show and to run that big of a show in terms of like the scouting of players what formation you're going to run um how, what style of play you're going to play with that was all decided by two people and so you had to you know worry about who's going to be our technical director and that was a higher position but you had like the technical director head coach and other than that you were pretty pretty slim on your resources so they finally added a gm which is a great move because they can take care of the business side and then the head coach now can worry about coaching strategy style of play you know statistics and you know analytics and all that stuff but they Mm -hmm. finally hired a gm and i think that's going to help um split some um split some what am I trying to say? Responsibilities. Thank you. <laughs> Split some responsibilities um, to allow, you know, another higher position to make sure we don't miss a 10-year gap anymore. Wow. And, you know, it amazes me, and this has always kind of interested me about, about U.S. soccer especially because, and this isn't me being, you know, cocky about the United States, but we – I won't say we dominate, but we compete in every sport worldwide. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we we can compete, but we have always struggled to put together a really competitive men's soccer team. Yeah. And I mean, and I know the basketball was kind of our first sport, and you know, but even even baseball, we can compete. Oh yeah, on the world stage with American players. Now we are starting to fall back from that a little Absolutely. bit, and the world is caught up. The world's caught up with us in basketball right. too, but. We have always struggled to really put together a competitive men's soccer team. And, and you know, and I think part of it is you see some of the greats. I mean, I know they talk about Odell Beckham Jr., the wide receiver for the Giants, that he could have been one of the next mm-hmm. soccer stars, oh, yeah. but Absolutely. chose to go the football route. And mm-hmm. I think that's a tough thing for some of our athletes, too, is the fact that 
the money maybe isn't there the way it is in baseball, sports, basketball, yeah. and football. And and the viewership. Oh, yeah. Know? And that plays a part in it. But I think we're seeing that shift. I know it it sucks to say, but with the you know concussion issue mm-hmm. with football, now a lot of people are starting to go that route. But the other thing is with the viewership we have now, um, used to be you couldn't find soccer on TV. Yeah. Now it's everywhere. Yeah. It's on like in the fall where the Premier League is playing in London. It's on from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. Um, so it's just we're able to view it. Our local league, MLS, is on TV everywhere mm-hmm. now. So being able to see it, being able to watch it, that is getting more kids to play. Yeah, I would agree with that. <clears throat> so it, you're starting to see the numbers rise. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's something that I think over time you will definitely see um, even an increase in in those the best athletes uh, playing soccer and being a part of of that. Um, and it's and it's not only just getting them to play; it's retaining them in that sport mm-hmm. and continuing them beyond. So yeah, because I mean, I I played as a child. I did too, but like I didn't. I obviously didn't stick with it. Well, and, and you know, I well, I figured out real quick that soccer is not a sport for a chubby kid. Um, I was a heck of a lot better in five to ten second plays <laughs> yeah, than, in, than in constant running back and forth. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, so I, I moved away. But but you you bring up a uh, you know a good point because knowing you as an athlete the way I do, you would have been a great soccer player. I I you know not to sound cocky, but I agree. <laughs> I <laughs> like mean, I yes I, finesse and, speed. Yeah, I yeah. I, I'm, so yeah. obviously you didn't because you played football, so you right. didn't play soccer or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, did you play like in elementary? I mean, like the elementary yeah. leagues. Yeah. So like I, I told him like as a youth, yes, I played like one season, and I, I, my parents said I just wasn't like crazy about it, right? Um, but now it's so weird that I am crazy about it. It's like my yeah. number one sport now. Um, but yeah, it's it, and I think that's the thing. Like I, when I was a kid, I saw the football on the yeah. TV. I saw basketball on the TV. Yeah, saw baseball on the TV. So that I was like, I want to do that. Yeah, and and now well, you're I mean, because it. you associate too. You know, I mean, of course, everybody dreams of being a pro athlete. You know, and that kind of thing. It's like, well, I mean, I'm gonna if I'm gonna be a pro athlete, I'm gonna be one of those three sports. Yeah. I mean, you don't really think of being a pro athlete in some of those other sports well how long has the mls even been around so that's the other thing it's uh it just celebrated its 20th anniversary like okay. a year or two okay. ago yeah i mean i remember when i was a kid there was no major league <clears throat> yeah. soccer gotcha. exactly so um, like it's a very new league and that league itself has just leaps and bounds exceeded uh, the expectations people had for it and you know i think it's um again going back to kind of what you talked about the the crazy thing for me just talking about from a football perspective um as a football coach is and i've told callie this the perfect scenario for me with my two boys would be they play soccer until they're a freshman in high school and then they choose to be a football player and even when i was head coach i said if i knew i could send every kid to play soccer until their their freshman year and i could still convince them to jump to football <laughs> yeah. i would have done it because yeah. the footwork the conditioning yeah. you know mm-hmm. the the um finesse yeah. it takes and people again going back to how football has changed football is no longer line up in a box and just try and hit people yeah. it right. is it is a finesse game yes. it is even for linemen it's about footwork it's about ability yeah. to move and so I would love if I could have kids play soccer all the way up until they're freshman year. The problem is you don't usually steal them back at that. Yeah, point. not not right. when you get to that age. You you can they can play for a few years. You know when they're little, but again, yeah, once they get to middle school or something, usually you don't That'd get them tough. back. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, and I, you kind of answered a little bit earlier, but what? How did this soccer obsession start for you, man? Because you were yep. you were the all American boy of football, baseball. You know, I mean, so True. how did and not that soccer is not all American, but it really, it, especially in the community you grew up right. in, yeah, yeah, right, it right, really right. wasn't. So yeah. how did you jump on this soccer deal? Well, I like I said um, when you brought up FIFA, that's kind of where this all like jumped. I, I played it a few times. And I was like, oh wow, like this is. This is really entertaining, really cool. But it was a video game. Like, it, you know, I wasn't, right. like, watching at that point. Um, and then I was – so, like, I'd played FIFA a few times, like, just going into college. And I was home on 
um, one of the college breaks and it was like, you know, 11 PM at night and you know, the parents are asleep. I'm <laughs> bored at home. Like yeah. just trying to find something to watch on the TV. Now the West coast, obviously it's like eight o'clock there. Yeah. So I find a MLS game, which at that time, even what was that six years ago i guess even at that time soccer was still hard to find on tv Mm -hmm. um i end up catching this like west coast mls game and it was like in the 80th minute and it was tied at the time i was watching like 2-2 one team scores the goal to take the lead in like the 85th the other team like answers in the 90th and then one of the teams in extra time like 92nd or 93rd um scored a goal to win it and i was just like blown away i was like this is really fun this is cool why like i've been missing this like uh, that's awesome right so like that happened and then you know i played more fifa and then um it started out like international fandom like the u.s when they play i was like all in um (laughs) But I never, like, got behind a club like MLS or the Premier League. Um, But then as I started watching the international game, those players, you know, who play internationally belong to a club. So I started becoming, like, Clint Dempsey was my guy. And I noticed that he was in England playing on, like, the biggest level ever. And I did not know that. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. So I became, like, a Tottenham fan. He played for Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, cool name, by the way. That <laughs> <laughs> is a cool yeah, name. Tottenham Hotspur. Um, so, like, I followed him at Tottenham and opened my eyes to the Premier League. And here I am now. I wake up at 8 a.m., you know, make a Bloody Mary and watch <laughs> watch the Premier League games at 8 or 9 a.m. until 2. And now I'm, you know, a big MLS fan and FC Cincinnati just got their MLS team. Um, oh, cool. So they're going to start next year. And, like, I'm a big MLS fan. And, but, yeah, it basically all started with the video game. And I, it just, like, trickled. And now I on it, I watch it more than football, baseball, basketball. Really? Anything. Yeah. I will say this because, again, I, I did buy the FIFA game this year. And I, yeah. I, I really don't even know why. I, well, I, I, I guess I actually bought it because – she actually took me to an Indy Fuel game, hockey game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I came home, and I was kind of bored with, <laughs> with I mean, Madden would, had been – that was in March, so Madden I was kind of over. Right. And, yeah. And the NBA 2K I was kind of over, so I was like, <laughs> I'm going to buy the NHL game. So yep. I started playing the NHL game, and it was good. I liked it. And then I found FIFA, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to try this because I'm looking for something new. But the coolest thing is I, I had good buddies in college that were from Anderson that all played soccer, mm-hmm. and I was kind of the odd man out as a football guy, and they would watch it. And I what bothered me is I could never figure out what was going on. So I, yeah. couldn't, get, I couldn't get excited. Like, I right. know when I watch football and a guy right. breaks a post corner and I know that he's, he's going to be open if the ball's <clears> – I am anticipating and getting excited. True. I know when I watch baseball and a guy throws a fastball and it doesn't hit the spot he wants to, I can get excited that I know something big is getting ready to happen. (laughs) I can get that anticipation. I never could do that in soccer. The Mm -hmm. cool thing that FIFA has done for me is, even though I'm awful at it, I am so (laughs) awful at it. I I won't even try to play online because it just I would get destroyed. But I'm starting to see some of that stuff of how they set up goals, how they, yeah. you know, how they try to set up things to to score that I never understood. I mean, mm. to me, it was just guys running around Kicking all over the, the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I never under so I'm starting to get a little bit more of that and understanding. Yeah, it's uh, it's a sport that obviously in high school, like I never, I never gave it a shot. And, like, I, I think our soccer team and football team had this, like, odd duel, too. Like, we didn't like each other. Oh, really? Which we, I don't understand it now because we all like each other now. But <laughs> it, we had this weird thing, and I, like, hated soccer because of it. And, and now it's just so funny because – and everybody laughs about it. They're like, what happened to you? <laughs> you go to college yeah. and you just – Come back this, like, huge soccer fan. <laughs> yeah, but it, – and – like my my father in law calls me soccer mom. I was just like, come on. But yeah, you didn't pull you didn't pull up in a minivan. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there was there was no minivan in the in the driveway. But yeah. uh, no, but it's cool, man. And this is uh, to be honest, that's that's a big reason why we kind of wanted to start this thing because, and it's been the the cool thing for me is 
I've always been one that's interested in learning new things mm-hmm. and, and hearing about new things. And uh, it, doing this podcast, we've had a lot of people on that they're teaching me things and, right. I, and I'm right. learning. <laughs> and it's so interesting to me to see new things. So I think it's really cool that you kind of, you know, you've broadened your horizons a little mm-hmm. bit and, and, and stepped outside. So. Well, let's jump into this year's actual tournament. Um, yep. And and before we kind of get into it, let's talk about how the the whole tournament is structured because it it starts in pool play. True. And then obviously it goes into an actual tournament. But how is first of all, how do you qualify? Because obviously the U.S. didn't even qualify. How do right. you qualify? Right. So qualifying is like the longest process ever. <laughs> it takes so long. So when the World Cup is basically done. World Cup qualifying will start probably like within the year, but it takes so long to qualify because you have to you have to go through so many steps to get to the World Cup. So you have and to. And is it every two years the World Cup's four. played? Four. It is four, four years too. Four okay. years. So for example, we are part of the Concacaf region, the FIFA regions, and they're broke up. They're broken up into all these like weird. <laughs> names like we're CONCACAF there's CONMOBOL crazy stuff but you have to go through and play like USA it's USA Mexico Costa Rica Honduras um, all the Central America um, and the North American teams so you have to get through that group stage uh, before you can even get to uh, the World Cup and since it is international and you don't always have your players because they're playing with their clubs right it extends the process so it literally takes up it takes you know three 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 and a half years to finish the qualifying process but you you do have to you know play throughout these these regions and the top is it the top uh I think CONCACAF, for example, gets, uh, I think, three teams. Okay. And it's based off, like, um, how, many's, how many teams are in that region. Right. I think, like, the European base, they get, like, five or six, mm-hmm. you know. But it's how big yours is. And then uh, we go through, there's, like, one step of qualifying in CONCACAF, and then it's called the hexagonal where there, it just moves on to the eight teams, and then those teams have to fight it out to get those World Cup spots. And so it's a very long process, and it, it takes a while. So it's, Is it, whenever they do that, is it like a um, like a series, or like when they're playing those teams? I mean, are, is it kind of like a round-robin type thing? They, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, what they, they just kind of play each other. Yeah, they play each other, and it's just put on a table like every other soccer thing. So, like, you know, you get three points for a win, you get gotcha. one point for a tie and then no points for a loss and then, you know goals for and goals allowed come into play when you know if they're if two teams right. are at six points you know then they can go to like goals scored and you know stuff like yeah. that so okay. it's a long it's a long process any idea how many are in the usa's group oh my gosh i mean i just i like i don't i'm just i'm just curious look, look i don't know up. Do you have that capability? Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Okay, Concacaf region teams. I think will get you what you're looking for. Okay, I want to say twelve. Okay, that's what I'm. I didn't know if there was like. I know you said you thought like top three. I didn't know if there was ten or twenty or. Yeah, so the top three. I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-five teams. Oh boy. See, I was so wrong. But so you got to go through those 35. So that is, I mean. And it takes a process because the last step is, we call it the hexagonal, and I'm sure other regions call it different. Right. Their own names. But when you get to that hexagonal, you know, you have to go through those 35 teams that are already gone, and then you start your interesting okay group and then from that group you go to the World Cup. Yeah, and it is, I mean, it is a group of obviously Central America and... uh, and Northern America mainly, but mm-hmm. I mean, you've got everything, you know, Puerto Rico, yep. St. Lucia, right. Cayman yep. Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands, wow, Trinidad Turks and Caicos, Trinidad and Tobago, yeah, uh, I mean, Cuba, Aruba, Cuba. Yep. Wow. El Salvador. Okay. So, I so mean, it there's is, a ton of those, you these, know, those countries those in Central, Central America. Yes. Yeah. And, they, and they all get a shot. That's the thing about it. They all get an equal shot. It's just those teams never 
I mean, they don't have the numbers. They don't yeah, have the structure. Yeah. They don't have the facilities. Absolutely. But everybody okay. gets a fair shot at it. So, hmm. yeah. I mean, it's a it's a long process. It's a cool process. And it, it is good that everyone gets their shot. Um, but, yeah, it, it takes forever. But that is, that is how you, you qualify. And, unfortunately... The United States got to the, I keep referring to the hexagonal <laughs> stage, they got to the hexagonal, and they just absolutely blew it. They put themselves in a very bad starting position of losing uh, a couple games. I went to um, I went to the USA-Mexico game in Columbus, Ohio, and that was one of the World Cup qualifying games. Oh, really? And we had never lost... Um, in Columbus to Mexico ever and of course the one game I go to we lose <laughs> yeah uh, so we started off very poorly um, lost two games I think to start it and we and we made a really strong push those next few games and um, we put ourselves in a pretty good spot and it came down to literally um, we just kicked the crap out of Panama in Orlando and then the next game was the Trinidad and Tobago matchup. All we had to do was go down there and tie to qualify for the World Cup. And we got beat 2-1. Really? That was, like, one of the saddest days of my life. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. Like, I was, like, crushed. Because, like, 2010 World Cup, I was just, like, a recent fan. Well, that's what I was thinking is, like, this is probably, you say it's every four years, yeah. is, like, the one where you're, like, really pretty into it yeah, you know it was what i like mean my and most involved i think it, like 2010 i was just becoming a fan of soccer and like it was more like i said the international game was mm-hmm. was like what i was interested in right and like 14 i you know i was a big soccer fan at that point um and and i was involved but i was like really looking forward to that next one like in 2018 because i am just like a soccer freak now and it, I, I say this all the time when I talk about it. Uh, that game was in October of 17, where we lost to Trinidad and Tobago and didn't qualify. I got married that week. Oh, my gosh. So, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy I got married because it, like, took my mind off, <laughs> off the World Cup, not, like, not qualifying for the World Cup. Right. I was, like, so devastated. But I was like, well... I got to get married. I got shit. I, I got stuff to do. So. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, the funny thing is, like I said earlier, it, I will say that the women's team has hooked me every year in the, in the world cup. Yeah. I mean, I am like, as much as I'm not a true soccer fan, I'm a diehard. I mean, I want to watch mm-hmm. every women's game when it's on and it's interesting to me. And I'm sure I'll catch some flack for saying this, but typically, and it's not that I don't think women can do anything that a man can do, but like, I, I will choose the NBA over the WNBA. I would I would choose baseball over right. softball if I was going to watch it. Um, but when it comes to this, I the women's team's awesome. Now the the thing that is lost for me, and that's why I would really be excited to see the U.S. men's be back in the World Cup. Now that I'm more interested in it, the women's they don't follow up the way the international men's game does or the MLS men's game does. So I see these women every four years, and then they kind of disappear right, right, into, right into the sunset. So there's nothing to hook me back yeah, in. The the women's league structure is not really there. We have the I think the biggest league probably is, and this is how much I don't know about women's soccer is. I think our our home league is probably the biggest. Yeah, I would agree. I, I, that's my guess, and they're not. I mean. It's hard to catch a game on TV for the NWSL. Right, right. Yeah. Um, you just don't see it that often. And that's what that's what has kind of kept me from, I think, really becoming a soccer fan. I think if I hooked on the men's team and they were competitive, I think that would uh, that would definitely excite me. So they're, they're coming. I, I I'm, they're coming. I'm going to buy in with you. They're coming. <laughs> I, I I strongly believe that it. So that old guard, who those players I was talking about, they have pretty much officially been eliminated you know from any other world cup because this was their shot now they're old four years from now yeah they're done they're really yeah. they're done um and so now with with us knowing uh, missing the world cup was kind of like a blessing in disguise i hate it and i hate that we're not there but it it changed a lot of stuff as soon as we didn't qualify it was like they had to get their their crap together yeah, the, i mean it's like we've got to figure out what's going on the federation president stepped down uh they completely really? restructured it uh, got a new president, hired that GM. The coach is gone. Um, 
but now they they're able to like focus on that younger generation yeah and they've played a few like friendlies and you can take friendlies with a grain of salt like they don't matter Right. right. No, it's like a scrimmage, <laughs> like in a preseason I mean, game. Yeah. Yeah. You want to learn something, but I, I'm a. You're not showing everything you have. <laughs> exactly. You're you're holding back. Exactly. I mean, and they played a few friendlies against like France, um, and I don't even know who the other one was. Some some random country that wasn't that great. But with that being said, this younger generation that did get the chance to play, they looked dangerously good and they're only like 19 18 20 years old like it they're good i'm excited for them very cool so let's get into it now i mean we so we we talked about qualifying then we go into pool play yep and how many transfer out of pool play to the knockout so you get your top two okay every single group so you've got and there's what five groups eight groups eight groups okay should be and so you're playing in pool play. You play every team in your group. There's four teams in each group, correct? Four teams each group. You and just play each other once? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And then Round it's robin. A, yeah. It's the same thing with the points. Um, you know, you get three points for a win, one point for a tie. Gotcha. And then that's how you're ranked. Um, and obviously it can go to goals for, goals against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then the Saturday, June 30th, is when the knockout stage will right. start. Oh, okay. And then right. it becomes a single elimination tournament, correct? Right. Yeah, that's when you you lose, you go home. Simple yeah, as that. Yeah. Um, and and the group the group plays cool. It, there is like so if there is a tie, so like right now I, I pulled the the groups all up on my phone. Um, so right now like Russia and Uruguay is they're tied at six. So Russia when they played Saudi Arabia, you'll notice they were up uh, like three zero probably. And everybody, you would think, like, okay, back off, just chill, like, finish the game without anybody getting hurt. Um, the cool thing about group play is Russia piled it on. Because they, they want to score, yeah. They did it intentionally because if they knew, you know, let's say Russia and Uruguay, they went out, um, they get a better seating in the tournament play right. if they're technically in first of right. the group. Right. So they could technically they'll be tied with Uruguay, but how many goals they score, they'll get a better seating in the yeah. tournament. Yeah. And I think it's really cool too, because that's, you know, kind of going back to college football to compare it to back when it was truly, you know, the BCS and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Teams went out to go set a, you know, to prove a point, yeah. they yeah. would just pile, pile it, on, it people on because it helped in the computer rating. So kind of the same thing here. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and then in uh, group B, you've got Spain and Portugal, um, at the top of that group right yep. now. Um, and those two are tied as well. Yep. Uh, France and Denmark at the top of Group C. Um, Croatia and Nigeria at the top of Group D. Group D is the story of the tournament. Argentina being at the absolute bottom is just yeah. unbelievable. I mean, I don't know that much about it, but... <laughs> but when you have uh, the arguably best player in the world on your team you figure they'd probably do all right and yeah he's not showing up the team's not showing up the federation's in shambles they got their own issues worse than america but and and it's I mean, wild. even <laughs> when you just look and i understand they they've got you know one tie and one loss but their goal differentials minus three i exactly. mean that is huge that for hurts. argentina that hurts a lot and it just i, I agree with you you know you talk about you know messi and and that whole deal down there and and then for them to to just totally fall on their face. I mean, I, I hate to say this, but it's almost better to be the U.S. and just be out of sight, out <laughs> right, of mind. Right, right. Well, because now, like, you can, I mean, like, you talk about how long the process is and obviously all of this. It's like, you did that, you cope from that, and then now it's like, okay, we've got to start moving on for next year because they're obviously still playing this year, you know, in the Cup right. and that kind of thing. And it's like, now, I mean, they're, I'm sure their mind is, like, going crazy, but at least now you're kind of able to, the U.S. is able to, move on and kind of start focusing yeah, on next absolutely. time and then in group e uh brazil and switzerland are, are at the top right now tied but brazil has really had an up and down tournament too i mean they've um yeah you know, I mean, they're they're sending first but it's it's been a weird weird tournament for them for yeah sure. they've, they, they've they not haven't ran been, away they haven't been brazil yes by any means and then group f which i think is probably one of the most interesting groups yes uh you know, Mexico and Germany at the top, but 
Germany and Sweden right there are tied second and third. So uh, Mexico has really gotten off to a strong start in that group. I, I think, uh, I think technically Mexico is pretty much booked, uh, but the Germany Sweden Germany's really not in a great spot, honestly. Um, <laughs> the, and they had I, to save it the other day versus Sweden. I mean, right, that, <laughs> and that that's the shocking thing is, like, you know, they are sitting in second, but they got beat by Mexico, didn't score a goal. Um, they looked really slow, really unorganized against Mexico. Mexico surprisingly tore them apart. And I thought a lot of people probably watching that game, and if, if you didn't have, like, soccer knowledge, um, you would say – Probably Mexico got on that counterattack and they just, you know, got lucky and scored a goal. But in all honesty, the entire game, Mexico owned it. Mexico had the possession. They they were beating them with speed and Germany just could not keep up. It, it, it was shocking. Well, and, I, and I, that's a great point you make because, you know, again, going back to my what I know so well in, in being in football is it, you – you don't always every team has a different approach and if you don't know that you know some teams approach like when when you were playing for us and Buning's offense was there our approach was hold the ball you know eat up time of possession run the football burn the clock and and keep games close other teams it score as fast as i can so again same thing in soccer when you really look at time of possession it really shows how well a team is has played yeah you you can tell a lot from possession and they, they do I don't think they necessarily always do it by time, but they'll do like a 100% split. Yeah, percentage so, right, of possession. Okay. Yeah. So, like, it, I'd be interested if you could pull it up. See if you can find Mexico's possession stats against Germany. Let me see what I can find here. I don't know how how quickly you can find that. Because that's probably something that's on the actual stats. Oh yeah, she, you, yeah I mean that's a that's, a that's a big thing. That's a big one. That's yeah. like with uh, you know with baseball analytics and like football analytics now. Right. Like, you hear what they focus on, like yeah, in terms of those sports and like time of possession is like a yeah. really big deal. In that soccer. makes sense. And I don't. I, who knows if you can even find it? Yeah, I, I, it's not coming up as quickly as I'd hope. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. But yeah, I mean like Group F. Um, I, it's South Korea. Uh, unfortunately, I, I think. Well, not really. I don't know. It. it it's interesting. Uh, they Germany. And going back to that Germany game, like I said, they're not in a great spot. They're in, they're in two, uh, but they just got um, one of their starting defenders got a red card, and in the tournament, a red card means you're suspended for the next game. Yeah, that's huge. Oh, really? Yeah. That's even huge on FIFA, man. That kills me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because so, I love the sliding tackle, and I get red cards all the time. Yeah. Oh so not gosh. only, you know, did they honestly escape off a beautiful uh, free kick, and which saved them, but now they're going into a crucial game against South, yeah, South Korea uh, without their starting center back. So that's like your starting center back. That's like going into a football game without your your starting linebacker, right? Like, okay. not okay. No, <laughs> not a good thing. No, never. Uh, and then Group G, uh, England and uh, Belgium have pretty much just ran away with this group. I yeah. think they're locked in and and uh, currently tied at six points apiece, but nobody really giving them much there. And then uh, Group H. Uh, Interesting because Japan and Senegal uh, sit at the top there um, with four points apiece, and then Colombia right behind them with three points left to go. Um, Group H is is other than Poland, you know they're they're eliminated today. Just happened. Uh, it looks like you know Group H is is pretty wide open. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting again. I think I think that's a cool thing here. Like this week, it's kind of like the bracket busters week in college basketball. Yeah. You know, you play some of these games and there's not as much pressure. But for some of these, like Group H, this week's game is going to be yeah. make or break, whether yeah. you're going on to the knockout round or Absolutely. not. Absolutely. 
So we're again, we're going to get to the knockout round next Saturday is when it's going to start. Yep. I'm going to ask you point blank: who's who is your favorite right now? Seeing what you've seen, who you think is going to pull this out? Well, uh, like obviously my fan pick. I I was riding, I was riding France. Um, I, I've I just like their players. I like their style of play. I like how they play. Um, now, do I think they'll win? No. Um, I, they they do have a good shot though. I, they've had a pretty easy group, um, and I, I do want them to win, but I don't think they will. Um, and then Germany was kind of for me. They were like my no brainer. They're going to repeat as, as World Cup champions, and they've just been absolutely disappointing. Um, but I I feel. I feel strongly about Portugal. Um, they have, obviously, they have Cristiano Ronaldo, but they've just really, honestly, looked like a team. Um, and and Ronaldo does save them in spots, but that's the beauty of having Ronaldo. Is he he right. scores big goals in big time situations. He, uh, the U, right? Yeah. <laughs> big time players make big time yeah. plays in big time situations. Absolutely. <laughs> that's Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> that's what he does. Um, awesome. And he's like, uh, he, he's he's like Jordan esque, right? It, he, oh, he's as clutch as they count. Right. It, he he performs the big moments. Um. But you can't. I, I'm going out on a limb, and I don't know anything. My dark horse right now is I think it's Mexico. I think Mexico, yeah. and I, I don't know that they can pull it off and win, but I think when you open pool play with Germany and you get the win you did in the way you did, I think it's kind of spurred them to something that I don't know that they're – I use this analogy when I coached a lot, but I don't know that they even realize that they're playing as well as they do. I think it's one of those deals where yeah. sometimes you're too young to realize or, or, yeah. or too dumb to realize yeah. you're playing yeah. as well as you do, and I'm not picking on Mexico by that. But or, I to, think, or to know the, the hype of the situation yeah, think, type thing. I think, they, I think they, they don't fully realize the opportunity ahead of them, which sometimes right. – is a good thing. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So I think I, I think my dark horse would be Mexico. I think they may shake up some places even in the tournament. I, I do. Yeah, they definitely have a shot. Um, I, you know, I you can't count out Russia. Obviously, I don't know. They've they've come in and who who knows what's gotten into them, but they they look really strong. Um, well, they were probably all threatened to be like sent to the gulags. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, no, like. <laughs> Someone, um, one of my friends texted me and they were like, man, what about Russia? Like, that's wild, right? And I was like, well, I mean, Putin won an American election. He can certainly win a World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> <That's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I, France, Brazil, Portugal. Um, and you know what? I'll just, I'll just go with who I'm riding with. I'll say France. All right, uh, I like they, it. They, they haven't lost a game. Um and they haven't looked insanely convincing yet, but I think with some of your bigger teams, they do, and it, sometimes it catches up with you. Sometimes they lack a little bit in the group play, right? And they, it, it does. You saw Germany; they got beat, but France hasn't been beat, and I, I think they're going to ride that and take this to the knockout stages, and I think they're really going to surprise some people. Um, but it, it also helps that. Your big dogs are kind of kind of struggling, and it opens up the opportunity for for France to probably oh, yeah. pull one out. Very very cool. Well, we are right at about an hour, and uh, it's you crazy. Serious? Yeah, <laughs> fifty fifty three minutes right now, and so. Tayshia, I want to say, first of all, you know, thanks uh, for making the trip. Um, it is a drive for you, I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate having you on. I appreciate you, you know, teaching us a little bit about soccer and and like I told you, I would love for you to come back after the tournament is done yeah. And, yeah. And, and wrap it up with us and talk to us. And, uh, you know, with you being in Cincinnati now, I'm going to go ahead and do what you're not supposed to do. I'm going to invite myself. Um, <laughs> When when FC Cincy gets going, yes, um, I'm going to invite myself over to go watch a game with you, so I can uh, I can see it live and maybe learn a little bit more. Yeah, so. absolutely, that'd be great. They they do play currently, and uh, that's the, our American structured. You know, is uh, three leagues, so we have MLS, 
uh, USL and NASL on the is the third. They're at the bottom, and they're actually about to disappear. <laughs> they're they're about to be done as a league. So it's going to be USL MLS. Uh, they currently play in USL. Um, this FC Cincinnati does, and so they just won their bid to become that next MLS expansion team. Oh, cool. So they do currently play um, in that league, but like obviously everyone is super excited but about being in MLS. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm, I, I will. I will come over to make a game because yeah, you then should. you can uh, you can return the favor and I, coach me up a little bit. So <laughs> have you have either you been to like a, like a big soccer game? Not no, like high school. No. No, no, I've been to, okay. I've been to college soccer. That's the biggest yeah. I've ever been to. Yeah. So well, I, no. I'll, I'll tell you uh, just real quick at the end here. Um, I've never seen an atmosphere like I've seen at a, uh, a soccer game. Like it is absolutely insane. Um, it beats football tailgating. Like just blows it out of the water. Really? And I'm not afraid to say that. You get at me, <laughs> at me. Uh, yeah. It, um, but then, like the in-game atmosphere, in terms of like the the crowd participation, the passion of the fans is unbelievable. It's so crazy. So we went to that Columbus game, their Mexico USA game in Columbus, um, and we what the fans do is they meet at a. I'm part of a, the American Outlaws, and that's a supporter group that travels with the united states team um and we all meet in one central area and we march to to the stadium together really and this looked like a riot that's what it looked like it was like getting dark we had flares the street was shut down nobody could drive on it because we were walking down it and everybody was just going wild and it, and then the Me- we meet up eventually with the Mexico fans doing the same thing, and it was like so passionate and so like fiery and like it, very cool. It was unlike anything I've ever been to in my life. That's unreal. It's crazy. So obviously you won't get that at every single right, like soccer right. game. That was a big one, right? That's like USA Mexico is one of the meccas in terms of rivals. Absolutely, right? Um, but. Like FC Cincinnati, they they do the same thing with their fans. They they all meet at a bar and they march to the stadium and like it. It's That's a little calmed cool. down, but it's the same concept. It's hmm. it's it's very cool. So I yes, I urge I urge everyone to go experience soccer, even if like you don't think you're that interested in the game. The crowd participation and the tailgate and the party is well worth it. Well, and I'll be honest, going back to that, the Indy Fuel game we went to, I, right. that was like one of the coolest things I've ever yeah. done. Because I, I mean, think it I mean, it sounds like a similar thing because here these guys mm-hmm. are like yelling and I'm like, really? I mean, it's, I mean, it, it was, it was yeah. crazy. I mean, I left there and I told her, I said, man, we need to get like a six game package or something to come up here to watch this. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. And I agree with you, you know, no matter what you're into, go experience new things. I mean, yeah. that's, that is the coolest thing is to go experience something even if you walk away and you go, you know, man, that wasn't that great. I would rather experience something new and not like it than just do the same old thing every day. So I think it's awesome, man, that you picked up something new and, and, uh, you know, and, and it, it kind of bookends our whole story. Like you said earlier, I, I met you the first as a cheerleader knowing I was going to coach you, and now I wrap it all up with you coming back, and now you're a soccer fan, even though I coach you in football. That says a lot about what, what I created in you as a, as a, as a football coach, but... No, man, I'm, I'm, I, I will tell you this. I am very proud of you um, as, you. as a former coach and who you are and, and what you've done and, and uh, you know... Um, your whole group makes me proud but but i really appreciate you coming down i wish you and absolutely and your wife all the best and uh you know i hope to be over there and, and catch a soccer game with you absolutely come on over open invitation can i can i ask a question real quick and this is one thing that i've always wanted to know i don't know if you know where i'm going with this i don't uh yeah which is scary i 90 minutes is how long they play is yep. that right yep. why is it always go longer uh, so I feel like it's always like I never know when like like in basketball or fo- I mean like there's like the time you know yeah. I mean it's like always, the countdown I just don't know when it ends it's always decided so 90 is your your time frame I guess you would say because the game doesn't really end there yeah um, but what they do is they take into account when someone stops for injury um, how long like 
the goal celebrations are substitutions. Okay. Substitutions. Because the clock doesn't stop ever. Right. Okay, ball gotcha. out of play. Gotcha. Um, so they take all that into account, and like you can tell, if it's like a three-three game at the end, they add a lot of time because all those goals took up part of that time. Yes. So you know, I think the highest I've ever seen is like six, but they do take into account everything that's happened during the game, and they add a few minutes to to basically make up. For so it. is that like posted somewhere to where it's like I should know? Okay, well, it's going to ninety-seven yeah. minutes. So when the ninety comes. Yeah. Uh, the assistant referee, I believe, who it is, is holding a clock. Okay. And he always, it's decided, you know, by the the referees and the governing body right. in the stadium somewhere. I don't know okay. where that is. Um, and they just talk down to him and say, hey, this is what's going to be. And he just, and it like, gotcha. usually three, four minutes. But. I just never knew because I'm always like, man, I thought it was 90. And, and again, like I'm a basketball person. So, and you know, football and all that. So it's like, I, I always, I'm always like, I don't know when it ends. Like I just, that was always, I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, I thought it should have been over, but I'll be that, honest. That with makes you. sense. That's not where I thought you were going. I thought you were going to ask him some question about, about me coaching him oh, or something. No. I thought I, I, don't, I, I don't thought, even want to. I thought no, you were looking for no. Dirt. Like I'm always like I've always wondered the whole time thing, and I'm like, well, I'm just curious because I don't know the answer. Well, I will tell this story on me. My one of my favorite <laughs> coaching pictures ever actually has Taylor in it, and I, my my mom caught it, but it, it it looks a lot worse than what it really was. Um, but I do have my hand on his face mask, and I was <laughs> oh yeah, 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 I was never. I mean, I was never a physical coach. Like I didn't, I didn't like abuse my players right i was <laughs> I on the sideline and it and it i i can still remember the moment taylor had gotten down on himself and yeah. i grabbed his face mask and but the picture looks like i'm probably Ripping screaming me. obscenities yeah. at right, right, right. Yeah. No, i i know the picture what i'm screaming is is I believe in like you. encouragement. Yeah, yes. yeah. I he, mean, he was not ripping me. No. He, he was trying to get me to like believe in myself. Yeah. I, yeah so, yeah. but I love the picture because again, it's one of those judgment things. Like when you look at it, it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this guy looks awful. And I'm like, if you actually know the story, I'm right. actually like just yeah. throwing everything I have behind him because I did believe in him that much, and I wanted him to see that. So that is one of my favorite coaching pictures yeah. ever. Was what was, game was that? I believe that was Batesville. I believe it was the first game Week of the one, season. Huh? Yeah, and oh, I saw nightmares of Bates. Well, I do too. <laughs> I do too because I remember, and I'll call out Scott Buning at one point after I watched the entire film, and he said, "If they can beat us on the fade, they're better than us." And I thought, "Okay, I'm a young, dumb defensive coordinator. We won't worry about the fade as much." And you know what? They beat us on the fade. They did. <laughs> and they, they, but you know what? I went back and watched that film. They they were spot on. I mean, it, well, it's unreal. It, I, I obviously it's way off topic, but um, the thing about that game was, um, so they got me. They got me quick, like twice, mm-hmm. and I, I knew that. I was like, okay, I got to step it up, and eventually I did. I, I shut it down until I swear that it was the last play of the game where they beat us. Mm-hmm. They went to the fade again, and they they tried to pick on me, and I swear I. I was in the absolute perfect position with mm-hmm. my hand where it's supposed to be, and that quarterback he went where? He ended up at uh, like an Ivy League school yeah, or something. Yeah, that, uh, I can't I can't think of it right now, but it was an Ivy League or yeah. something. I mean, it was D one. He dropped that thing where only his receiver. Could yeah, catch it was, it. It was stupid. Right. Like I, I remember getting up and I was like, "There's no way he caught that. It's mm-hmm. not possible." Because I had it shut down. Right. And he did. He just dropped it right in there, and he made a, you know, toe dragging catch in the end zone and won the damn game. I was like, "God." So yeah, yeah it was a rough start. Yeah. <laughs> but it is even in a bad game and bad. But it is one of my favorite pictures yeah. because it uh, it looks like I mean in the wrong light it looks like I was the most evil human <laughs> being there ever was and there's no doubt I I could get with it back then and and get pretty fired up but that right. was that was not one of those moments but hey again Taylor thanks for coming down man I I Absolutely. love having yes, you on thank and you you're welcome no anytime sweet.